0: Hey
1: guys, I'm Lex. And I'm Trex.
0: And this is Exploration Unknown.
2: The greatest prison that people live in is the fear of what other people think. What happened to me as a result of all the ridicule I went through is that I stepped out of the fear of what other people thought. From hot
1: hot shit internet to Taco Bell shit internet. I don't understand (laughs) what the fuck happened there. Um what's up guys? You guys know why we are here. We're here to give you guys yet another episode of Exploration Unknown. And I don't need to explain who we are. You guys already know. Um today we're gonna be talking about WWE, not just any any topic of WWE, talking about the shady shit that goes on behind the curtain of WWE when those cameras shut off and behind that curtain, the real life drama, the real life fuckery. That's what, that's what people want. They want the real shit. So we're gonna give you the real shit that goes on. And as a as a wrestling fan, you guys should know about the
2: Montreal Screwjob, one of the biggest fuckovers in all of wrestling history. And
1: it so happened to happen to Brit the Bret the Hitman Hart in 1997 at Survivor Series, and it involved directly
2: with Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the uh, ex-president of WWE. He's
0: sketchy. Uh, He's just a sketchy dude.
1: I mean, he had people, like, grown men kissing his ass on, on, like, live television. Like, that's, first of all, that's real sketch. You know? Soft porn on WWE, you know? Like, what the fuck?
0: If you guys haven't listened to our Crispin Watt episode, go back and listen. Because we talk a little bit about how sketchy this man is.
1: But fans uh, couldn't believe what they had witnessed because this wasn't a
2: storyline. It was 100% real. Now, <laughs> what had happened was Brett was supposed to win said match. But I'm assuming they had a... uh beef between brett and vince and vince basically
1: walked down to the ring and reversed the decision of the match on live television it didn't like cut off from television like it was seen everywhere they got the clip um you can find the clip anywhere this was
2: 23 years ago
0: that's insane
2: twenty three years ago, all right, I was watching this
1: live as a kid, like I'm just thinking it was storyline. you know what I'm saying? I'm like,', well, that's just fucking bit for you. It's just was, people up. this was in ninety seven yeah nineteen
0: ninety seven five years ago almost huh? tw- that was almost twenty six years ago. I was born in ninety seven and I'm about to be twenty six
2: I just read what it said on here.
0: <laughs>
2: Article must be hella fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, that's why I'm I'm
1: not an, ex, an extensive journalist.
2: Okay, guys, <laughs>
0: we don't get paid for this. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm I, I read what other journalists put out. Sometimes it's ten years or or six years.
0: Six five. We just need sponsors. Exactly.
2: Give us sponsors, whatever. Neosporin, fucking
1: <laughs> Pepto We'll
0: wrap the shit out of some Neosporin because I use that shit every time I get cut.
1: For real though, for real though, you don't want that extra scourge? Neosporin.
0: Exactly.
1: You fall, your blood keep pouring. Wipe it. Put on some Neosporin.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: We just made y'all a jingle. Hit us with an
2: offer. Hit us with an offer. <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, yeah. Leading to the
1: infamous event, Bret Hart signed a lucrative contract with WWE's. Right, that's what it was. WWE was in competition with WCW, which was another up-and-coming uh, wrestling company, and uh, WWE could no
2: longer afford to keep Bret, so. Basically, instead of sending him off good, and there, there, you know, the history lies to you know
1: it. It basically speaks for itself, and I completely fucking forgot. No wonder why I look so plain today. There we go. Boom. There's the spark. See, we just got we just got another endorsement right there from Walmart.
2: They call the little the little thing the spark, the wiggly. I doubt why <sighs> endorses. They hate people. You're right. You're right. <laughs> At the time
1: Brett was WWE champion, but he was unwillingly unwilling to lose the championship to Shawn Michaels. Vince McMahon, on the other hand, wanted Brett to drop the title to Heartbreak Kid a plan was devised between all parties for the match
2: to end via disqualification with Brett to either lose or forfeit the title later. So because because they couldn't afford him anymore and another rival company was getting him, we don't
1: need you to win and, and take our title over to WCW. But we're just gonna we're just gonna fuck you over. That's that's what we're gonna do. Even though you deserve the title. We're just gonna fuck you over and, and call it a fucking day. But clearly it's been like twenty twenty-six, twenty-seven years you did. So yeah, you know, roughly people still ain't over it. Brett still got a salty taste in his mouth. You know what they try to do? Endorse him, uh induct him into the Hall of Fame. They try to make it up for it, but I'm pretty sure Brett would still spit in fucking uh Vince's face if he saw him. Because he spat on him. Brett spat on him because Vince was out ringside. He re, re- reined over the ropes and
2: big-ass fucking geek. Right on him. I so,
0: like, I can't do spit, dude. Like, salute to you for- do- like, that. That wasn't,
2: like,
1: acting shit. He legitimately hated him in that moment enough
2: to do the most disgusting thing. That you could ever do to another human, and that's his fucking face. All right,
1: (laughs) he was that infuriated. All right, these guys take this per like this shit serious, serious. All right, you fucked him over, and what does he have to lose at this point? He's already technically signed to another promotion, and he already knows after after that night he not fucking with y'all no more. He going someplace else, y'all can't afford him. He don't give a fuck about y'all. He give a fuck about the money. Where's the money? <laughs> like, I, I, damn shit, I, I probably wouldn't have spat on him. I probably wouldn't have went my ass out there. I would have caught a case. Dead ass. Dead ass, I would have sold some tickets, though.
0: It makes my skin <laughs> crawl. If I see somebody spit, I will start gagging.
1: We don't know what made it all worse. This was in Brent's Hometown of Montreal,
2: Quebec, Canada. Hence the name, the Montreal Screwjob.
0: Oh, okay. Full circle oh, moment. It'll make
1: sense later. I told you it'll make sense later when when I when I when I hit you with it. I see the I see the little scary cup. Spook- shout out to mankind in his awesome ass new T-shirt. <laughs> At the end of this episode, I did get a pro wrestling crate. I want to unveil it for you guys for this episode. It won't be on every fucking episode, but just this one. Uh, Consider it a fucking gift for always being late with our episodes.
0: (laughs) That is true. We're sorry. We're not very prepared.
2: So, what happened was, uh,
1: Shawn Michaels had put uh, Brett in a sharpshooter. All right. It's basically like he put his leg in the middle of both of his twisted both legs around his leg and turned him around on his stomach and like lean back and shit. Right. Pretty gruesome if you do it to somebody in real life. You can actually fuck somebody up with it. Um, no. So as soon as like it's like as soon as Sean put him in there, and you know, the only way to win like is if that person like tapped out. You know what I'm saying? And Brett didn't tap out and Vince told him to ring the bell, basically called the match. That's that's how he got fucked over, but then uh, he instructed the timekeeper to ring the bell just as Earl had called for the match to end. The plan worked, and it left a sour taste in the mouth of Bret Hart, who sp- who spit in the face of Vince, uh, who spit in Vince's face and looked down at him from the ring as the two crossed paths backstage. The incident bef- after the incident,
2: Bret Hart punched the chairman. He decked the shit out of Vince. Bitch. Fuck me over in my hometown. Make me look like bitch,
1: bitch. Hell no. You (laughs) Canadians, they don't play. You know, watch out.
0: Oh, is he Canadian?
1: Yeah, he's from Montreal, Quebec, Canada.
0: Oh, I didn't know where that was. Canada. Like, oh, okay.
1: Good (laughs) Good old pals up north.
0: I thought they were super sweet people.
1: Yeah, they are, until you piss him off. He was pissed off.
0: Makes <laughs> sense. They're real sweet, but don't piss
1: them off. You don't do that, all right? We all know. So Same thing with Canadians. They're sweet people. They love their maple syrup, and they're real kind to each other and shit. So,
2: that's, I mean. It...
0: Maple syrup do be bussing.
2: <laughs> now I'm really wanting waffles. You're fucking killing me, all right, uh, oh, John Michael showed that he didn't know that all this shit was gonna happen
1: cause he looked very fucking pissed off at what happened as it as it happened. He was visibly angry about what had just occurred, which led many to believe that he did not know what exactly
2: was going to happen during the match.
0: Well, I mean, that's got to be, like, really frustrating because, you know, like, when I was a kid, I thought that wrestling was real. Like, I didn't know it was, like, scripted and the shit. Athletic,
1: most, most of the athleticism is real, but the act it's a lot of acting involved, yes.
0: I didn't realize that there was any acting involved when I was a kid. But, like, now that I know that there's acting involved, like, it's got to be super frustrating to, like, okay. get to do it a certain way and then them not tell you that they're going to do it another way even if you're on the side that's not getting fucked like that's got to be frustrating because you were left out of plans that were informative to you
1: so this is what Shawn michaels told uh espn he said it was probably the most uncomfortable day i've ever had in the wrestling business by the time the day comes, the decision has been made, but no one knows how it's going to get done until Brett and I sat down to start discussing the match. None of this can actually go into play until we do that. And so it was just an uncomfortable day knowing what you know. So he didn't know that he was going to win. He just didn't know how it was going to happen, how others assume it's going to happen. And then and then you having to be the one to orchestrate it, all, orchestrate it all. Thankfully, many years later, all parties involved managed to patch things up. As Brett returned to W to work for WWE in 2009, he was immediately involved in a storyline with Vince McMahon, which resulted in a WrestleMania meet- match with the WWE Universe getting some closure on the Montreal job. So basically, Vince let him beat him up on camera for like. 10 and a half minutes and was like, all right, we're good. We're good here. I let I let you publicly embarrass me how I did you. No, it's not. It's not a thing. You should have let him legitimately beat your ass uh, for 10 and a half minutes on the camera. That's what a, a kendo stick, steel chair. Fucking make you shove your, your your face up Rikishi's ass since you done made so many people kiss your ass, you nasty old fuck. And then you out here fucking your talent and then paying them good money to shut the
2: fuck up about it, you old pervert motherfucker. Fucking, that's why you lost your fucking job. The company that you built,
1: you dumbass.
0: See, this is it's when I need a soundboard. This is when I need a soundboard, because I could have hit so many buttons to add to that. Like,
1: real, It's frustrating, man, because honestly, as a kid, I like the Vince McMahon character. The one with Stone Coasty B Austin and the Rock when he was heavily involved in the storylines. That shit was cool. I didn't know that he was a fucking pervert. You know what I'm saying? Like he like, dude, you're like 70 some, 80 something, dude. These chicks that you were hitting on were in their 20s. And not even hitting on you was you was
2: straight up getting it, getting it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, old ass.
0: Pervert! I've been number one customer. And that- steroids?
1: Did you see this motherfucker? And uh- like said something he was on the on the cover of like some bodybuilding magazine, dude. Hell, I'm talking about oh like too fucking cocky to be that fucking old, bro. I don't see some cocky old dudes, but this motherfucker was <laughs> this motherfucker was too cocky, bro. He
2: was. <clears throat> That's why he walked down the ramp like that, dude. He, like each side was heavy, equally like just heavier than each other and shit. Just fucking hated it.
1: <laughs> I love this character work, but uh, yeah, as a kid I didn't know it, but we're we're in the era now that nothing goes unnoticed, you know, yeah. with the internet and shit like that. So more and more shit is actually coming about, and there's there's. Far more shit to talk about, and on the on a shady side of WWE, but I feel like if we keep on going, I'm like the Energizer Bunny. I'm gonna keep going and going and going and going because, to me, there there's more there there's there's a hell of a lot more. Maybe we could save it for for another part.
0: We're only 15 minutes in.
1: We only 15 minutes in. I feel like I've been rambling for fucking ever. <laughs> I've been rambling forever. No. Okay. It's only okay. 15
2: minutes.
1: Okay. So look, there's another one. Owen Hart, Bret Hart's brother. Okay. I forget what this gimmick name was. The it was a blue bird thing, I think, or some shit like that. It it was blue. It was blue something, but it was planned. I think it was either at the Rumble or WrestleMania. It was one of those. It was at some one of their biggest events.
2: And um, he was supposed to come down off a zip line, right, and land in the ring. That motherfucker landed in the ring,
1: all right. Not the way that he wanted to. As he was coming down, something happened with the harness. He fell, hit the fucking ring like the 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 ropes. Bounced off the ropes, hit the fucking uh, floor on the uh, you know ringside and shit. Basically. Died on the scene.
2: What the fuck?
1: But he tested the harness beforehand. But you want to know what? Shawn Michaels did it. And Vince actually went before him. But he didn't do it when, when Owens was doing it. Or I could have it backwards. I don't know. But either way, dude, like... That was a big stunt. And it failed in the worst way possible.
0: How would you even be allowed to do that again? if that happened i would never allow someone to do that again
2: and for it to be Shawn michaels to go a little bit after him and do that shit, i'm like oh man okay i here- i didn't watch
1: it but there is a video that's out there that actually shows it
0: i'm this is you gonna- can move
1: it in in one of the commentators voices Everybody knows him. His name is Jim Ross, Jr. Uh, he was the biggest commentary, com- commentator that they had through the '90s and even no '80s, '90s, early 2000s. Like he's been around, and you when when he hit, and you just hear like a bit like this this death tone go over Jim Ross. Normally excited, you know. Oh, what the
2: hell happened?
1: You know, it was more like a, oh, my God. And then, like, you could tell he tried to take his headset off, and he was like, he's dead. And I'm just, I, you can hear, like, in the video, you can hear it. And then I'm just like, oh, my God, bro.
2: His thud. Still here.
0: I'm not going to lie, and this is probably going to sound morbid as fuck. I'm a, I'm going to look it up. I, w- I want to see it, kind of. like there's. Like-
1: I had to look it up, man, because I wanted... I wanted to see what it, you know, like, if it was as bad as people saying it was, you know? I'm like, I mean, a guy falling,
2: oh, shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's pretty fucked
0: up. wrestling since, like, I told you, like, since China was on there, okay? (laughs) She was my favorite, okay? I idolized that woman. There's
1: a lot more women in there now and they're they're not as prissy prissy as back then. They're more like China now than than all the little sissy sissy shit that there was going on back back in the nineties, you know what I'm saying? So they're they're a lot more athletic now.
0: I was so fucking obsessed with China. I used to always tell my dad, I was like, I'm gonna grow up and I'm gonna be that woman. No, you,
2: you stop it, because she became a porn star.
0: Besides that part. Okay? I don't have to be a porn star, but...
2: Well, you can't grow up to be her. She was like six foot something.
0: That's wrong. That's wrong. Don't make me turn you into a Chia Pet and try to grow you some damn hair,
2: okay? Please do. Drop the little seedlings. Do it. Please do. I could use it.
0: I wonder if you put that Chia Pet shit on your head if it would work. Please try. Please try. You
2: gotta try. Oh, that shit ain't no work. I look like a plant. You could literally grow plant hair. I'm gonna have to wash my hair with weed and feed. Pretty sure that's bad for the scalp, so I'm gonna lose that hair, too. <laughs> Boom. Oh, so, yeah, that happened. What is some other shit? Oh. Supposedly, it's this guy named CM Punk. Alright, he's a ex-WWE guy, current AEW guy, who, um, left WWE in an un- ordinary fashion he did what we what we call what
1: they call in the wrestling industry when you do a promo a pipe bomb is when he literally exposed everything about what was going on behind the scene and it got to the point to where they legitimately cut his mic off so the next show the motherfucker brought a megaphone continued to blow one, and then he went tit-for-tat with Triple H in, a, in, like, a shoot promo battle. It, like, it, they weren't just, like, re- reading lines, you know, remembering lines. These dudes was legitimately, like, going at it, going at it. John Cena had words with him, but
2: he hold the fuck out of Cena, not gonna lie. He did hold the fuck out of Cena, but Triple H held his own, rightfully so. But now he's he's
1: seeing Punk, same guy. Like so many fucking years later, is in AEW, who's getting into back backstage fights with the younger talent. Who, when he first went there, he was like, "Hey man, I'm happy to work with the younger talent." To, to an, uh, uh this year, he did a an event and he was on there. He was he was out there doing he was eating shit. He was like, "I'm tired of working with fucking children." And started
2: fucking I'm like,
0: fuck? "A year ago, you was happy."
2: To work with the children,
0: them kids don't fuck his whole world up. Like, fuck the kids! <laughs> like, Come on, <home." laughs> fuck them kids!
2: Not
1: everybody that was excited that he was back and was like,
2: "Oh, too happy!"
1: flooded the internet with memes and their happy thoughts and their feelings about CM Punk coming back. Now, now they all hate him. They all fucking hate him. He's literally doing the same shit that made you guys fall in love with him, and you guys hate him for it now, but you loved him for it back then.
0: It's because everybody soft. Everybody soft. We, I we
1: support CM Punk, but I don't. I don't agree with the bully aspect. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're there as the older, older talent, and you've been in the business, you've been around the ropes, you're supposed to be that mentor, that rock, that locker room leader that they look up to and that's not what i see when i see it uh, cc punk i see a guy who's good at working but i don't see a guy at, i don't see him being a locker room leader or a mentor to any of the younger guys because he's just gonna tame them you know he's he's gonna be that 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 old head at your job that's be you'd be like hey man this this is happening and and, and you know persuading you as you know because he's training you and shit trying to hate you and shit, you know, like, get the fuck out of my face, weirdo, like, I find out by myself, don't be putting shit in my head, I just got this job, <laughs> you know, like, that's gonna be CM Punk, the dude that's trying to coerce people into thinking his way, and that's not good for the business, but, they, they it's a bunch of shady shit, and it's just not even WWE, I mean, Tony Khan and AEW, they got their shit going on, only people that don't hear in the news lately about, like, controversial shit or behind-the-scenes bullshit is TNA Impact. And honestly, they were, like, third or fourth in the ratings.
0: I'm sitting here shaking my head like I know who the fuck you're talking about.
1: <laughs> That's that says good. Pretend. Make it till you make it, you Make it till you make it.
0: That's exactly why I'm doing this whole episode. Because as y'all heard me say, I have not watched WWE since China was on there. I was still, like... I'm still a foot tall then. Granted, I'm only like four foot tall now, but it don't matter. <laughs> I have a hard time growing,
2: okay? All right. When I grew up watching wrestling, who I wanted it to be like was, um, I. um it's so sour to say this, all right? Um, <laughs> certain aspects of it. Not all of it, alright? Chris Benoit. What <laughs> am not I... The part, not the getting murdered. <laughs> the the glorious
1: matches that he put on and all that other shit, like...
0: See? So you can't come at me for China and her porn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you... <laughs> yeah, I guess that ain't as bad. That ain't as bad. Right? You got a point. You got a point.
0: It for that. And I think I would come out better. Yeah, <laughs> I'd come out a little bit better.
1: Yeah, both of them died, so I mean, anyway,
2: I like, of their situation turned out great. That's true. They both died young. So that's not good. So let's try to aim higher than that. Right?
1: Unfortunately, I wanna grow up to be like Vincent Kennedy McMahon minus the sex scandals in the Montreal screw job. I want all the money in that old man pussy. I'm bullshitting.
0: Um I wanna be Betty White. I wanna be as old as Betty White. She's just an old lady that didn't give a fuck that just loved her life. She did what the fuck she wanted to do when she wanted to do it, and she made hella people happy while she was here.
2: Hey, what's the difference between Paul Walker and Betty White? One of them made it to 100 before they died. That's wrong. That's just wrong. No. I am not to to throw it out there. All right,
0: hey, guys. Well, I think that's good for this episode.
2: I thought we was good about 10 minutes ago.
0: Oh, we had to do more than a 15-minute video.
2: He was trying to make shorts that could have been a short. Yeah.
1: Shady side of WWE. You don't know shit about it. Only I do. I'm supposed to talk for 30, 40 minutes by myself. <laughs> all that is.
0: <laughs> that is true. All right, guys. Well, per usual, these socials will be at the end. You can email us your thoughts or topic suggestions or stories of some sort. At uh Exploration Unknown twenty twenty two at Gmail. And oh yeah. Go ahead. So
2: I know I'm probably a weirdo with this, but
1: I'm a fan, what can I say? Uh they gave me a cool ass comic. That's that that was written by a wrestler named Abandon.
2: Badass chick. You need to look her up. Badass. Don't watch her wrestling. Look, Just look her up on Instagram. So what her wrestling? Abandoned. uh, Frank Houston. Frank Houston. It's like a Franklin uh, Van Houston. I don't know. He's like a vampire wrestler or some shit. I don't know. Um, Should know who these guys are. A shaggy Too Dope and Violin J. ICP. Oh.
1: Insane Clown Posse. Yeah, they, they wrestled for a minute in WWE. And I believe they did some work in uh, WCW, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I got this
2: cool-ass shirt. That's uh, Sting and Robocop. Fucking cool-ass shirt. I like it. Uh, This knife didn't come with it. That's the knife I used to open the box. Um, the shirt I got on the Mick Foley uh, thingy, Mabob and this autographed signature by uh, Warlord Lord, whoever this guy is. <laughs> he looks old. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck that guy is, but uh, yeah, that's that's
1: pretty. Oh, I got a little ball too, a little little Macho Man ball.
2: Little macho man ball. Y'all know about it. Yeah, me a macho (laughs) man ball. Fucking cool, too. Bounces really high and shit, and it goes, oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a team of the crap, brother. All right, yeah, I'm done.
1: So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode.
0: Who were you trying to convince that that was really cool? (laughs) Me or yourself?
2: Everybody, including <laughs> myself. All right.
0: All right, guys. That's it. We're out.
2: <laughs> and it's only when you do it that you realize what a prison you've lived in before. And what it gave me um, was a personal understanding of how easy it is for a few to control the many.